Holyfield's son getting KO'd by a full-time electrician. That was the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent higher than I ever been. I got a problem with what's going on, guys, and welcome to the Totally Blitz Podcast, Fight Club Edition. Before we get into the action, go down and hit that like and subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, uh, find us on YouTube at Totally Blitzed. Uh, but let's get into the action. These are your hosts. I'm Paul, Pick and Win, I'm Concha, the Sports Encyclopedia, and Drunk Gambler. Hey, man, you already know, man. It's that boy, Lil' KK, a.k.a. the Dom P.Y.E., the motherfucker that just dropped the video. Go check that out on the project. Feel me? But... Right now it's 316. I got some math for you. So 316. Honestly, 316 means I just kicked your ass. 316 is four minutes away from three 320, which is an hour away from 420. So that means it's 420 somewhere. Wow. Why don't why don't you go blaze it, you dirty motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? But that's me real quick. That boy fucked my head up with that one. <laughs> now nah, what's up, man? It's your boy PT, man. You know. The boxing guy. That's awesome. Bro, he'd be so yeah. modest, bro. I'd be putting his title as the boxing guru, and then he'd be coming that boxing guy. Nah, bro, because there's people that's going to be still on boxing fans, man. They'd be dickheads, bro. They're going to be, you know, talking that shit. There's going to be people that definitely know more than me, and they're going to want to talk. You, yeah, hey, you know, bro, this show and I am all about controversy, boy. But I love the debate. Debating is my favorite thing to do when it comes to that shit. So I'll go for hours debating some boxing. So you know, I've I've learned from doing this this on the Fight Club is that like fighting in general is probably the most easily debated thing ever. Because I remember in middle school we used to argue Mayweather versus Pacquiao every day, and like yeah. it didn't hit me that I didn't know who any of these people were at the time. Like, <laughs> like well, it didn't hit me until the fight actually happened, and I was like, oh wow. I really didn't know anything about these guys. Like, I, I probably seen like a couple of their knockouts, some clips on YouTube, and I would just use that as fuel to go argue with somebody for hours every day about how May, how Pat, how Mayweather would pack y'all at. Like, that was just what right. when it comes to fighting and debating boxing, it's like it's all really opinion based. Cause like anybody on any day can beat most people. It's just like there's just those select few that just don't get beaten for nothing. Yeah, no, nah, definitely can. It only takes one punch to really, Six you seconds. know, hurt someone. Six seconds, ten seconds, ten bad seconds of your life. I mean, no matter like how good Bivol was, like, come on, man. A lot of people was not seeing Canelo lose, but I mean, some people did. But like, you still not expecting Canelo to lose. That shit's crazy. Hey, some of the, the the Teddy Atlas had a little thing on his podcast where he broke yeah. down how judges um, steal, like they'll uh, cheat rounds purposely for superstars and they were just breaking down like it was impossible for someone to win this round but then like two judges gave it to canelo anyway because yeah. they knew the later rounds they could like come back like they you know this like that's why bro, that's why that's origin points sloppy bro that sh boxing shit gets sloppy especially with a canelo with that big of a superstar hey if we're talking sloppy boxing before we get into the real boxing i did want to just point this out on this show we got a boxing, a celebrity boxing match coming up between Black China. It's set to fight Alyssa Megan, some 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 model. 
but they they did their square off today, bro. I, was, I, I seen that shit, bro. That shit looked funny as fuck when they were staring at each other, bro. Black China had this all white like designer fit on, big and then she pushed it. Yeah, she pushed Black China. It's getting heated, bro. <laughs> oh man, that shit is fucking crazy. That's what Jake Paul started, man. Get that I just look at shit. All that shit is entertainment. I just look at it like it's entertainment. Like it's if you look at that shit and you're less smiling and laughing, or that shit caught your eye and made you watch it for 20, 30 minutes, then they did their job. That's entertainment. Cause like yeah, that's what they were going for. They did it. This shit, I want to see this. I want to see a fight just to see like, are they gonna actually be able to put on this? I want to see like, are they gonna actually try to train or they? Yeah, just is there real like, camps or are they? Yeah, going like, there are they gonna go wing it shit? or are they gonna try to really? I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. If 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 the bitch has a fake ass, I promise you she's not grinding for nothing. Like <laughs> she's not grinding. She's definitely not running outside. No. Nah. Not doing those squats. If she came by that, she came by the W. She's not winning. She's doing that to get that clout. But here's the thing: it'd be when them boys get bust, like when Ocho Cinco got dropped. Like even though it looked like he was winning that fight, like motherfucking, it's like when the boys get bust and they kind of because there's the respect factor. Like if I were to actually do some boxing, it wouldn't be no celebrity box. It would be boxing because like I mean, I went to camp for. I had to fucking train. I had to practice. I had to look at my, I had to cuss everybody in my camp out because I'm cutting weight. Like, that would be me. Like, it would be boxing and it would be boxing with another celebrity. You feel me? That's why I'd be respecting Jake Paul because I noticed that he actually does real camps. Like, he puts a real team around him and he takes it as serious as any other real professional boxer. So that's why I give him props. But Jake Paul. I he 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 fucking surprised me the other day. I was I saw some clip. It was Logan. The Mets. No, no, I didn't see that, but I saw Logan Paul's show, and they had this super brawling man on there that was uh like uh, showing him that how to be a man's man or whatever. Oh, he is he's meat. Yeah, raw meat, like raw. Liver. Yeah, I seen that and shit. They're freaking out. Logan Paul won't like was kind of like everyone's like oh disgusted. Jake Paul's like. Y'all some bitches, bro. I eat this shit every Tuesday. Walks up, gets the liver, just starts chewing on it. Yeah, bro. This is the, it. Gets another one. Mm, just like sashimi. Mm. Like, yeah, that's, just like, nah. that's some real yeah. boxer Rocky mentality, bro. That motherfucker really be in the gym with, <laughs> really be working. The bro, they be going to Puerto Rico and like they be on lockdown for their camps. Like they they <laughs> treat it like real camps. That should be that. That shit's hard because when you compare it to. All the other YouTube celebrity TikTok boxing events that be going on with the trailer shit. Well, you can tell Ryan all Garcia? that shit. <laughs> you can tell all that shit be fucking food, bro. So like, I once seen, Paul- I once seen a motherfucker. My bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I once seen a motherfucker that um, he literally got, he literally got, he literally made a video because I make content. It takes like this to make content. It takes one practice. Uh, my first video I ever made was like a. A, a highlight reel of Paul Slapbox motherfuckers. Like, I once seen a motherfucker literally talking about some, yeah, bro, I got, I flew in all the way from motherfucking New York. I got the call. So I flew from New York to Miami and immediately got, immediately got the work. This bro put up his mean ass boxer video, like he was camping and training and shit like that. God, this shit slept. Like, this bad shit slept in celebrity boxing because, like, the person that probably slept you won't do that to a normal person. That's- and everyone's watching. But what you yeah, everyone watching. Oh, but uh, 
I only had a let's before we actually because we still have the boots and the Charlo, both knockouts, both have to talk about it. There's two other big knockouts on this card that happened on um early card. Holyfield's son getting KO'd by a full-time electrician. <laughs> that was one of the one of the guy was like seven and six, full-time electrician from all sources I've seen. That's a fact. And um his, so his seven wins, those opponents he beat combined for five wins and 68 losses. What, what, did, what did you tell me before we started, Marcus, what, about that? Man, that's a fucking shame, bro, to fucking get clipped like that, bro. Like, he got to have, like, he might not even have a future now because of that shit. Like, obviously, he could get back in the gym and put in the work, and obviously, he has that possibility but fuck bro you been you getting clean knocked out clean talking goofy on twitter apologizing saying he hit hard and shit like that just looks bad bro like to go out like that man that was probably i think it was on the trailer card so like that fight was probably set up for him to look good too that's the thing on the odds he was minus five thousand the other guy didn't even have a money line odds because of how like how outrageously wide of margin it was. That even once you bet it, because they should have said no, bro. Don't even look over here. Like, come no, on, bro. We don't have odds big enough for how big of an underdog he is in this fight. No, bro. And then he cleaned him, bro. It's not like he won a close fight. Not like he did all no that. count. So it's like, so like, man, I don't know. I don't. I didn't know much about dude. I knew. I knew his brother in uh the running back for Georgia, but other than that, man, I don't know. I don't know what his future holds. Maybe he gets back in the gym and turns up. Kev, hopefully. How do you think that guy's going into his work Monday morning today? Oh, he didn't show up. Well, I'm <laughs> he going to work. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the shit right now. I'll call out instantly, <laughs> bro. You sleep. You walking into work, trip. bro. Look at everybody. Oh, <laughs> come on, don't talk to me. Don't 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 try me. I get the big chicken. He got dropped by something so flim. That's what I said, bro. He had it. But what? Oh, that's what on his, his face. Win? On his face. Cool. I just and then he apologizes on Twitter. I'm not gonna come at you, man, because like you're not your dad. Like your dad didn't sleep in the same sheets that you did. Because it's hard to go, it's hard to go for that run when you wake up, run in the morning when you wake up in silk sheets. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. So like I understand you can, you don't have that same hunger that your dad brought into the ring. That same like sense to live. And I'm a I'm a Tyson fan personally, so I'm not gonna look at you as Holyfield son. But I'm gonna look at you and like, come on, bro. You got a clip like that, kid. Either way, that fight was set up for him to shine. So he fumbled it. He looked like he came in there. He looked kind of nervous. I don't know. I would if I was him, like I would have really just killed Brett. Like, but hey. like it's different for everybody, man. If I'm not gonna say Brett don't got no future, I'm just that's a really tough mental thing to get past because you already have to deal with the pressure of your dad's spotlight, which is not easy. Even slightly, but going down, he like, just took like twenty steps back. Now, yeah, probably doesn't look help either. So, like, I don't know, man. You got to go, like, really think about what you're trying to do in this in this field. Because your dad probably wanted you to be a doctor coming up. He probably told you, please don't be a boxer. Because, like, no, I don't know too many boxers that think, like, yeah, I want my kids to go through the same amount of punishment. 
A lot of people, I know people that didn't make it in the boxing world. I was like, yeah, bro, I need, I need my kid to go through this because I couldn't do it. Hey, yeah, like, like, um, I heard someone once say, Jeezy told us trap or die, but sent his kid to college. Always said that shit. Oh, uh, hey, he spoke it. But uh, hey, if there's one thing, if there's one person who knows about something shining, it's definitely the electrician, and he definitely shined on the biggest stage of his career. But I don't think it's the worst knockout. You don't think? I don't think it was a. I think it looked terrible. No, no, no. the worst knockout of the night was um. I don't even know his name, but the the clip Marcus sent in. Of- oh yeah, I don't even know dude's name, but Jit got knocked out of the ring, bro. Crowd surfing. Yeah, bro. Got and the crazy part is it was like some WWE shit where like it was a last man standing match or some shit. Like he got thrown out of the ring and the ref was still counting and like he's trying to crawl in the ring. He got back in. The ref is still counting. I'm like, bro. Jit just got knocked out of the ring. Called the fight. I would have called the fight if I seen someone flying out of the ring. And they were but, little dudes too, because I swear. Yeah, it had to be. I like swear they were shorter than the third rope. Yeah, bro, that had to be like one eighteen. You pulled it up. Some, uh, Rey Mysterio <laughs> type jumping over the ropes. Bro, I would have felt like the man, the man, dead. the dude that knocked him out. All right, here we go. Man, I'm dead. <laughs> R.I.P. That one that happened right after Holyfield too, I believe. So it was kind of like Holyfield's mistake kind of got wiped away because oh, oh boy. There yeah, he made it back. Yeah, and then he called it. <laughs> that shit had me dead. That was like some WWE shit. But I was like a muscle hamster right there. I would not be that nigga probably hit the hardest shit. That's funny. <laughs> But that kept us entertained all through the early hours coming into the late night. Then that boy Boots versus Clayton. Boots, with, was it a second-round knockout, I believe, right? Second. Yeah, it was second. Boots on the ground. Put the boot Boots on. on the ground, man. Easy what? work. Like he said, in and out like a robbery. Bro, when he said that shit, that shit had me cry. He's like, you know, y'all know my saying. Because I seen his short set, Mr. Catch a Body. But <laughs> I knew he was a gangster. But he said, y'all know what I'm saying, in and out like a robbery. Oh, what? Yeah, dude, dude's like that, bro. Because he's been, like, he's just been cleaning dudes all fucking every fight. Spence right there. 19 old fighter. I don't give a fuck if you did blah, 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 the Olympics. Spence, you right there, nigga. I want you next, nigga. Go handle Crawford and then come see me. That's what, no, that's what my nigga told him. But I was pissed because I was talking about Clayton, like, hey, bro, he got some power. Be careful. He was, like, the bigger – not taller and longer, but he was definitely thicker. He had the bigger torso. He was a bigger uh, guy. And uh, he didn't do shit. Like, I felt like he was as okay with – like, he was scared yeah, at some cool. point. He he literally, like, <laughs> boots were, like, fake a punch. Like, almost like, what, bitch, type shit. And, like, we would jump at him. And then Clayton would just clinch up his whole body and, like, squirm up together. And I'm yeah, like – nah, he, he, was, he was getting him with the feints, bro. Dude just looked like he was scared in the ring almost. I mean, Shay, I would be too, man. Boots was nice. That jab is just so – he has one – that probing jab where he just kind of keeps you at the distance while continuing to tag you. I love how, like – because, like, most switch, switch fighters, they don't switch, like, that quick. Like, he was switching in the middle of rounds. I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, he'll start, like, orthodox and in the middle of his combination, go to a southpaw. Like, that shit sets up for clean-ass 
punches, man. That shit's nice. Burr is dangerous, and I think he's right there in the division with the two, with the two, with the two pound for pound, with the two pound for pound kings. Yeah, right man, that's what sucks. Like he would have been had a belt if it wasn't for that. Yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that Spence has them all, he would have been got him one. And I like how Spence was there, so he could call his ass out. He's the mandatory now. He's Errol Spence, IBF mandatory. But uh, boxing's muddy. There's some super fights that need to be made between him and Crawford first. I Crawford, think. Or Spence did say though that they're in good talks uh, with uh, Crawford. So like, hey, they're talking about this year, and hopefully, hopefully it gets done by like September, November, and that would be awesome. But hey, is it just me though? Oh, was there motherfucking nobody, um, no, there was, like, no money put into this, I felt like. I felt like during, in between the rounds, they were literally, in between the fights, they were literally just walking around talking to people. Like, I felt like there was no, like, no, like, even a press conference felt like it was just, like, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a auditorium somewhere. Right? I feel you. The, I, the stadium they fought in is, like, a legendary stadium, but that shit was, like, when Boots was fighting, there wasn't that many people. It was Nobody daytime was outside, there. too. I think that was the issue, too. It was, like, y'all fighting at, like, 6 o'clock in the afternoon in California. Yeah, <laughs> but I know they, I forgot the name of that stadium, but that's, like, a – it's a popular boxing place. Like, there's been a lot of brawls there, and there's been a lot of fights. But it was outside. I wasn't used to that for boxing. Hey, I was... felt like I was watching WrestleMania. Oh. <laughs> Pumping crowd noise. Nah, dead eyes. And, like, it was loud, though. It got crazy loud for the head. Nah, when Charlo was fighting, it, it got packed, and, like, it definitely filled out. Yeah, but, like, in between, it felt like there was – I felt like they were literally just looking – There was the a big-ass gap, though, when between Boots and uh, Charlo fought. It was a huge gap. And I feel like – I feel, but wasn't there, like, during the whole gap, there wasn't he just, like, just going from, like, person to person? You just find a was, was Yon fighting? Yeah, that's exactly Was Yon fighting this? during the gap, though? They're nah. trying to nah. fucking okay. kill time. And yeah, I don't know like what the schedule is. It because it had to. Um, I think because Boots Boots got the knockout in the second round. I think and like, I think because it was also on TV that they're trying to. Uh, Charlo was supposed to fight. I like. I think it was supposed to be at eleven thirty, and it was a little early because right after the Boots fight ended, they showed the locker room and Charlo was getting his hands wrapped. So they were way behind time. So like. That's when they started interviewing. They were talking about NBA playoffs out there. I'm like, what the fuck? Be the issue with boots. I, I mean, it was kind of hard to learn anything in my like because I was I had a whole bunch of things I was like specifically wanted to watch for for him. And yeah, he was just so dominating. Clayton didn't throw much back, so it was kind of hard to judge like anything. But he looked good. The only thing I didn't, I just felt I could take away that that was something I brought up before was like. His lack of head movement, he still keeps it on like a center line. I feel like, but like, I don't like he has to think about moving it. So yeah. like when, when he's in his zone, just throwing punches, free willy, kind of like how he does, like how he was doing against Clayton, no real resistance, just keep throwing. He gets like he's not thinking about the head movement, but then when he thinks about showing off and shit, then he starts showcasing the head movement. So he has it in his bag. I just, like he just doesn't use it all the time, like, especially when he's locked in and like comfortable. Yeah, probably because most of the time he's barely getting punches thrown at him, so he probably gets more laid back in there. Yeah, it doesn't matter much when he's dominating the way he did, but I just mean like later on, like he's fighting Spence or something, especially like yeah, ain't much facts. left for him in the division other than the top dogs. Yeah, I would like I would like to see him fight Keith Thurman next. That would be a good little feed yeah. Keith Thurman to him. But, but like, oh gosh. 
Yeah, I would have wanted Sean Porter too, but Sean Porter's retired now. But Keith Thurman would be a good little match. Unfortunately, that would suck for Keith because I'm also a Thurman fan, but that would be a good little step up and fight for him to fight Keith for sure. I think Keith Thurman had a good run as champion. Like I feel like he had a good uh, run. Nah, he was he was the like the best welterweight for a for a minute until uh Pacquiao. Yeah, and so like, and then like Crawford came up in way, and then Spence started getting his belts. But Thurman was like that for a minute, low key, like 2015, 2016. He was that guy. Hell yeah. Well, speaking of that guy, we got the main event here. We all called it. We could have had the coldest take episode ever, but instead we were actually, hey, congrats. We went 100% on our picks. Uh, that boy Charlo got Charlo got the tenth round KO. It's funny because I had eighth, Kev had ninth, and Marcus had eleventh. So we're 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 all in the same park. We was at the wrong ball game. We're all wrong ball game. That's funny as fuck. But how did Charlo look? That boy. How did Castiano look? How how did the fight go? How did let me hear some actions. Top. I wouldn't say it is fight of the year because I still got, like, Serrano up there. I still got that Lubin fight up there. But that is definitely up there. Probably top five, top three. Because that fight was a fucking – bro, like, that was a display of beautiful boxing from both fighters. Like, the way they were just – they the, that was, like, a definition of two fighter styles that just are perfect for each other. Like, I was seeing tweets, like, can they fight every couple months – Every just six to watch. months, yeah. Yeah, like, like cause just because their styles fit so perfect when they fight each other. And, like, it's just beautiful boxing to watch at the highest level, too. But shout-out Castano. He came out w- pushing the pace. He was in his – he was in Charlo's face. Shout-out Charlo because you can – man, you can tell the work he put in in his camp. Like, you've seen it in the ring, like, what he was working on. He worked his defense. He worked him not keeping his back on the ropes. He was sticking and moving, boxing, keeping it on the outside. He would he'll come in, jab, jab, get his combinations off, and then boom, pivot out, and he's out. And Castano is just kind of like coming like a mummy, just coming forward and like following him. What about but, you, Kevin? Did your boy Charlo show out? Did he do his thing? It was gangster. Look, my dog, turn up, man. Yeah, man, motherfucker. It was gangster, man. I like. I fuck with I I've been a big Charlo fan since like I've really gotten into the boxing. Those ones are probably like the third or fourth people I knew. But like he really showed out because Castano was no slouch, even slightly. Like Castano came in, he kept moving forward, he kind of tried to push the pace. But Charlo stayed so active with his feet, the way he never got, yeah. The way he never got um, the way he never got um stuck on the point, stuck out, stuck on the ropes. He just kept staying into him. And then once he slowed down and, like, slowed down his slow down and let the fight start coming to him instead of, like, forcing it, he really got he really got a hold of it. And I think that's how he got the knockout. Because the way the knockout went, it didn't look like he pow, caught him with something crazy. It looked like he pow, he caught him with something crazy. It looked like he just kept hitting his combinations, kept hitting his combinations, kept doing what he was doing, stuck to his game plan. And Derek Lewis, the trainer, great. Fucking phenomenal the way the way he helped the way he helped Charlo fix adjust and fix all his adjustments and come through the cerebral the better the better physical and cerebral fighter <sighs> crazy but Cassano would look nice he had some flurries he won some good rounds I wouldn't have been shocked if this was like this would have went down to a very close 
not unanimous, not split decision, unanimous, but a real close unanimous decision, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. And just shout out Charlo for just looking good. And did y'all hear the way he snapped on them boys in the press conference? Cause you know, I like my watch my press conferences. He came in that bitch. I want a motherfucking apology. I deserve it. Derek Lewis like, nah, man. Yeah, he, he be nah. coming with the energy. Derek Lewis was Act in that bitch. Too. You don't need no apology. Nah, fuck that. He like, nah, man, I want my motherfucking apology. I was like, yeah, get your apology, bro. And then he was calling out media. He had niggas talking about some, yeah, but I was been with you guys since the start, blah, blah, blah. He goes, nah, you was talking that shit. I ain't forget that. I was like, yeah, tell your shit, champ. Unified champ. I think they say he's like the sixth ever or some shit like that. Yeah. Unified champ. First yeah. ever at 154, too. Y'all, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, so tell me if I, I am. If you are. So, Castiano in the first fight, he only threw, I think, I say only, but still a crazy number. He threw 48 punches around, which was less than his average of like 72 or 77. And he said that <laughs> this. In this fight particular, that he was coming in and he was going to uh, go back to his normal fighting style. And I just didn't feel like he was super aggressive. Like, I, he was still pushing the pace, and like, but he didn't, he wasn't throwing damn near 70 punches around. Like, the, whatever he said for that game plan, I, uh, oh, shoot, Kev. I think that's what comes back down to Derek Lewis and um, Charlo because you see that he likes to pull the trigger. And he has a very Manny Pacquiao style when it comes to the volume punches, like a Manny Pacquiao mixed with a little bit of Madonna. It looked like like a real deal. But the thing was, you can't do that from this close. Like if you don't, if you if he doesn't have any space to pull the trigger and stuff like that. And I think that's what Charlo was doing, because by the fact that Charlo he he wasn't moving back, he was pedaling, he was moving, he was moving his feet, and he kept circling. So when he did, because there were points in time when Charlo could literally just come in like this at any point in time in the fight. So, like, when you get that close, I feel like he can't let the trigger go like that. Because the cool thing about Castellano is that he can let that trigger go all over the ring. There's not one point in the part of the ring that, like, Adrian Adrian Broner, he needs a spot, and then he can let that shit go. Castellano can let that shit go from any point in the ring. But I feel like when he, um, with, um, and then the way he, the way he pushes forward and forces you to have to circle and go back, he even, it makes it, it sets it up so that way when you're moving, you're moving to where he wants you to move. But because um, Charlo stayed ahead of him and continued to keep pushing forward, push the forward back and get around and then get close when he needed to. I kind of felt like his, his punches were kind of locked up a little bit. But there were points late, especially late in certain rounds, you've seen that he was letting that trigger go because Charlo, he was able to control where the, control the ring movement. No, yeah, I... Oh, my bad, Marcus. No, I was just going to say, he definitely was just boxing his ass, man, just keeping it. I feel like Castano didn't – he couldn't really figure it out as much as he did the first fight because Charlo wasn't sitting in front of him. So that's probably why it looked like he wasn't really doing as much. But Charlo did some, like, Sugar Ray Leonard, like, box the pressure fighter and just kind of kept him on the outside. And then when he had a bang with him, he banged with him and landed powerful shots. But they both landed good shots on each other, though. Yeah, no, but, see, see, that's why, like, his fight style is so aggressive that, like, even when he doesn't have the most aggressive, it's still aggressive. Like, it's still, yeah. still, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he still did a fight. I didn't feel like he was throwing 70. Like, whatever he said he needed to win, go back to his fighting style. I yeah. just didn't see him do it. But it is because, like Kev said and you said, like, Charlo was the better boxer in that ring. Like, he he didn't over-engage. He used his footwork, his jab, and um didn't make no silly mistakes or anything like that. He didn't stay on the ropes because that's why he gets fucked up is on the ropes. 
And even on the ropes, he felt like he was bouncing off this. Yeah, now, yeah, he was he was doing a lot of clean counter punching off the ropes this fight. And and that was that favorite part because like Charlo's his his how aggressive his punches are and how hard because those uppercuts he was throwing to the sky like every punch he missed you look like wow I was sent with some dangerous intention like that was bad like facts. So like that knockout was coming but like he stuck to his game plan so that shit was dangerous. Well now yeah. that he now that he has the belt he got him along his waist he's the un- unified champion. I've heard rumors that, you know, Jamie Mongolia is mandatory. If you know anything about him, Mark, I know he was a former champ yeah. bacon. No, nah, he, he's solid. Uh, I think, yeah, he's probably going to start fighting mandatories. I don't know if he's going to move up. Yeah, he might move up to 160, but I swear his brother, actually his brother might be at 168. But they were talking I, about moving up to Eris Landry, Laura. Yeah, I, he, might, he might end up moving up to middle or yeah, I think it would be middleweight. But I don't know. He also might end up defending his belts, and that'd be pretty cool to see him defend his belts. But one fifty, I mean the one fifty four still got a lot of people. Or like, um, what's his name? Tim Tim Zoo or oh, Tim Zoo? Yeah, there's some people are saying for him to fight Charlo. I would want to see that one. That would be a fight. That to is see. a mega fight to make. I'm not gonna lie. That would be a brawl because they would bang it out because Tim be coming, he be coming forward. So that would be a fun ass fight to see. But we'll see because I he, he's not gonna fight Spence. They're stable mates and Crawford could be a possibility, but I think he's gonna end up be fighting Spence twice eventually before that off. happens. But hey man, shout out Charlo, man. That boy got his four belts. He deserves to be in the top 10 power for pound. Wherever you want to put him, he definitely de- belongs there for sure. Dead eyes, man. That's my that's probably Spence is probably my favorite fighter. It was Wilder right now. If I would have a favorite, he's probably in my top three. It'd probably be like Spence, Charlo. Oh boy, I still fought with Wilder. Yeah, my would probably Spence, Charlo, Wilder. <laughs> Hey, that boy Wilder's been gone for like two years. Like Fury busting a lot of niggas, kid. <laughs> that's how I look at it every time I think I'm like Fury busting a lot of niggas kid like, like there's a lot of people that couldn't but my dog just had to be the one they got beat he up. had to be the one my dog just had to be the one like in if, the spotlight if, if Joshua was from Australia and not the UK it would have been Joshua but it was my dog because they didn't want to make the UK they didn't want to make the UK fight you feel me it's cool though it's cool it's cool but he, gonna fight, he, gonna fight, he gonna fight Dylan White don't worry he got a ranch this is just a fun question. I, I don't know the answer, honestly. But, like, which Charlo brother do you think is better? Like, I'm not going to say probably Jamel, for sure. Damn, Kev, you can't pick? I'm out of here. I, Jamal, Jamal is nice, though. So, like, I'm not trying to take nothing from him. But I do – I'll probably take Jamel. I like how Jamel can bounce back. From like, hey, he's bounced back from two L's, or not two L's, but he's revenge to you know fights. So I don't know. I think Jamel's that dude, man. I think I think they like, both like that though, for real. If you look, if you look at it right, in in wrestling, when you have a brother, when you had a brother, usually the one in the higher weight class was a little bit, the one in the smaller weight class was a little bit better because the other one had to go up a weight class. Because that one's probably in their right weight class. But, like, I look at them boys, like, 
that sibling rivalry is so real. Like, if you ever watch any of the 24-7s or all accesses, like, they really be going through it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. they got They got them. They be coming with it, the energy. And, like, so like, that's real. I think the one, I think, see, I hate when I say this because I'm Jamal and Jamal. The one, the, the one at 154, the Charlie at 154, I like him that's, a little bit more. And he that's sees like, Jamel. Yeah, he's Jamel. I like him. He seems like he's the more serious one. But, like, I'm probably Jamal, too. Like, was, it just depends on what day it is. Yeah, but that boy Paul picking between Charlie and Williams, that nigga dangerous. Hey, I was, hey, I, I had to throw it out there. I'm controversy over here. Nigga, them niggas finna come knock on your door. You gonna say, oh, you think you bad? Yeah, them boys are demons, though, for like, sure. Like, watch Paul. Please go watch these all accesses and you'll understand. Like, these niggas have one of the strongest civil rivalries I've seen. And it's Facts. tough. Both for like, top in the world. And what you're trying to add some fuel to the fire. It's there. Oh, shit. It's there. But anything y'all got about these fights or... Holyfield getting knocked out. Someone riding, uh, getting knocked out the screen. All I got to say is boots, pound for pound, future, man. I already said it. Xander, Keyshawn, and boots, man. Those are the guys, bro. But shout out Charlo, undisputed, first ever 154. Boy, did his thing, man. Hey, Charlo said it best, man. You got him at 150. You got Spencer 147, him at 154, his brother at 168. I mean, Texas boys is running shit right now. They got some shit going on from, and it sounds like they gonna be doing this for a little minute. So like, yeah, y'all boys get some, y'all boys get some cowboy hats. Yeah, that's, some cowboy boots. That's scary. Not gonna lie. That is scary. But fuck with us. We got some more content coming out. We got the uh, UFC fights coming up. Uh, Holly Holm versus Marlon Vieira. Uh, Marcus should know a little bit about Holly Holm coming from the boxing world. And uh, any big boxing fights on this weekend coming up, Marcus? We got Benavidez versus LeMayu. Or, yeah, I think it is LeMayu. But is it LeMayu? Or, or, I don't know if that's his name. Don't quote me on that. I might have fucked that up. But Benavidez is definitely fighting this weekend. And that's the guy you need to check out because that's the guy that everyone wanted Canelo to fight. That's the guy that Charlo should be fighting. That's that's the guy, man, to be fighting in 168. So tune in for that. And then after that, Javante fights in two weeks. So we'll see that soon. Yeah, the Fight Club is going to be very busy. We got some fucking hard hitters, heavy hitters coming up, not just fighters, but the cards themselves. And if you haven't yet, go down, like, and subscribe. Even drop a comment. We're here to talk with you. Talk some shit with us, bro. We're good at that, too. And hey, if man. You... Oh, it's okay? I was going to let them know, man. And if you don't want to talk that shit, I'll talk that shit on five different accounts. Fuck y'all. And Bye. if you don't drop the comment, just know. Use problem quick. problematic. Get the light beam on me ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't